Welcome to the TFD show. If you can hear me over the sound of the music, Matt can actually hear this time. Yes, now I can hear it. Now I'm back in my groove. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Oh, I love that song. Oh, yeah. So you, everyone's going to be listening to that double because I have an edited version that's going to go on top of that <laughs> for the introductions. But I'm Brian. Along with me is my good buddy, Matt. And today we have a special guest. Yeah, here, Chris, who is visiting from Miami, hanging out with me in Charlotte to uh, to meet young Emperor Marcus. And uh, perfect timing to come on the show, man. Second bye week uh, for FIU football, right before our next big game next weekend uh, against University of Miami. We've got Marlins Park, 7 o'clock Eastern on CBS Sports Network. Just a nice little plug-in for you guys. If you guys have CBS Sports Network, it's 7 p.m. Eastern time. You can tune in to watch the Panthers and the Canes. Yeah, cool to be cool to be on here right now. Finally, you know, obviously I've been weary of aware of you guys since the beginning, and you know now I can finally actually be a part of the podcast. You know, I gotta I gotta download that app so I can join in with you guys more often. So that way we make this a nice little three way call, especially now that football's almost you know toward, towards the end. You know, especially around like late December, January, I'm having a lot more free time because then it's just strictly basketball season. So it's the most wonderful time of the year for me. Yeah, you do have uh, quite a busy schedule throughout the fall which is pretty amped i mean i'm very i'm super proud of you by the way if you can follow at uh you know instagram or twitter uh chris's handle is chris sant 1104 chris with s at the end another s and then a n t 1104 yes sir that's it yeah you follow me my crazy uh crazy adventures uh, or my uh or my uh excessive wrestling posts you know please feel free to go and uh just tap that uh tap that follow button if not also you can find me on youtube uh, Chris Santiago, you can find a nice picture of me with my uh, Ronin suit on and everything. And by that, I mean just like a suit and tie. Don't don't get uh, too excited, guys. And, uh, you know, give that old button a nice, nice little subscribe. Sweet. So thank you for the plug-in, man. Appreciate it. You're welcome, brother. Good having you on the show. Yeah. Matt, I heard you, uh, I heard we got some good sports to talk about today. Well, yeah. I mean, obviously, I think everybody has seen by now the Browns and Steelers game and the... Uh, um, <laughs> blatant helmet assault um on uh, that poor quarterback who kind of instigated it but i mean <laughs> had it coming anyway but it just reminded me and it's funny because it's funny because chris was here and we were talking about this right before the game we didn't watch the game but we were talking about a similar incident before the game and i know you remember it yes i do you game 2006 orange bowl baby yes not only did i forgot the player's name they swung their helmet Huh? Ahmed Neb. Ahmed he's, the Neb. he's the one that we, remember he was hurt and he was crushing with a, he was, he had a broken ankle and he hit it through with his crutch. <laughs> and there was there was there was one, there was one hole stomping. There was people hitting hit with crutches. There was helmets being thrown. It was like just it was Miami. There was a guy. I think it was a uh, I think it was one of the uh, DBs. Just jumped around one of his boys, like literally leaped in the air and used his shoulder as propeller and <laughs> caught his right fist back and smacked the UM guy straight in the helmet. I'm like, man, you know, the force behind that must have been, you know, insurmountable even with the helmet on. That was, you know, true. But back and watch, you know, wasn't there because I don't know if I want to punch somebody with my fist. I don't even if I have a glove, I'm not going to punch somebody with a helmet. <laughs> well, he was feeling confident. Yeah, doesn't care, man. Just four knuckles right. right through the helmet. Crack the helmet in half like a coconut, and then out comes the guy's brains. I think his idea might have been, let me crack 
the helmet with the first punch, and while I'm in midair, use my left arm to elbow the rest of it off. Well, Miles Garrett had the opposite idea. He said, I'm going to take Rudolph's helmet off since he tried to take mine off, and I'm just going to smash his face in. Yeah. Which he's obviously very regrettable. He, he voiced that he was very regretful. He, he, he doesn't regret anything, dude. Oh, of course He not, only dude. regrets it because he got in trouble. Yeah. No, but he's been like, a, you know, like he doesn't say much. He doesn't do anything. He's more of a like a low-key player till his anger got the best of him, it seems. And then, uh, I mean, and it's funny because Rudolph was concussed merely a few weeks ago. And then he just, I mean, I'm surprised he didn't get just a nick because he didn't get a full contact. And it was kind of like the bottom part of the helmet, like just the bottom. Like he didn't get the dome. Well, that's what, it wasn't a full thing. That's they're saying. If they had hit him flush with the helmet, the hell? Um, uh, yeah, hold on. I got that. There we go. That was weird. Um, Technical brother coming for the rescue. Yeah. Um, I mean, he, he, if he had hit him flush, I mean, he would have cracked that guy's skull open. I mean, yeah, for he, sure. he could have put that guy out for, for life. So, I mean, it's a good thing he just kind of grazed him. But, you know, yeah. it is what it is, man. It's, it happens in any sport. The only one you get away with it is in hockey. I mean, Pretty much have to stab somebody with the skate for them to really throw you out for anything like. Which even though I think they might like, take into consideration. Yeah. Let's look at the replay. Yeah, there might be a rule about that. Section three, part two, A B. Maybe you might sometimes be allowed to stab somebody with your skate. Yeah. So I'll tell you what, man. The, you know our our intro song. That's obviously "Kickstart My Heart" from Molly Crew. And uh, anytime that song comes on, no matter where I am, I just think about snowboarding, and I was thrilled. I mean, you guys have you gotten snow yet? Uh, we haven't gotten like an official snow, but I know the mountain is open. Wachusett Mountain in Worcester, not Worcester, in Prin- in Princeton areas with the little areas, whatever. Central Central Mass, it's open. Yeah, nice. Well, that's, that's what I thought. I was just looking at the weather, and I mean, it looked like you guys were getting some severe weather. I guess it was just more cold uh, than snow yet. But um, it's going to be a low of 19 tonight. Yeah, it was. It was cold the other man. The other day, what was it? Um. Tuesday morning here, we woke up to 20. That was uh, that was very surprisingly cold for this time of year, but uh, now it's back in the 60s. We just actually got back from the mountains. We were over in um, nice, Ch- Chimney Rock, North Carolina. Had a nice 20-degree uh, shift in yeah. the span of like an hour, not even. That was Chimney Rock. Like, like we left here, it was like 42 degrees, something like that. We get up to, to, to Chimney Rock, and like, dude, it's like 60 degrees. You know, like, you know, I had to take off my thermal I was wearing, and, you know, he had to take off... You know, some clothes he was wearing just because it was, it was getting hot. <laughs> yeah, the weather shift's pretty funny over here. But either way, it was still nice to be up in the mountains. And uh, I can't wait. We have booked a uh, hotel for my birthday in um, over in Boone. So, I'm sorry, in Blowing Rock. Blowing so Rock. we can uh, go get uh, some night snowboarding in. It's going to be awesome because over at a mountain we haven't done yet, Appalachian States. I'm sorry, Appalachian Ski Resort. Yeah. They do a New Year's Eve fireworks while you're snowboarding. So, yeah, that's gonna be awesome. I can't wait. I'm gonna have you're gonna have the live video of that. Yeah, well, I'm gonna get a kickstart my heart playing while recording myself snowboarding with the fireworks. It's gonna be ridiculous, dude. Hell yeah! Yeah, awesome. I'm probably gonna fall and eat it, but there's gonna be so many flashes. It's gonna be amazing. Just make sure you have me there filming the entire thing with my camera, so I can put it in slow motion. So that way, then you can put you know like birthday move. I don't know if I want to see myself crash in slow motion though. No, no, you gotta do one of those quick turn stops where you just like blow snow on top of everybody else. Go right up to Rizzio, your wife, just bang, right up to her, kiss, boom. Yeah, that would work. Hug the yeah. baby, take the baby down the slope. I don't know if I, I don't want to do that. No, not yet. <laughs> no, probably, probably, unless you have the strap, like, maybe not even then. 
the baby you can't, stop, you barely can't. You really can't fall at all at that point. Then, like, 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 failure is definitely not an option when it comes to failure. That. Is never an option, Chris. That's true. Ah, yes. Oh, wonderful. That's true. Absolutely. But um, how's things going over there, man? You guys, um, you're looking at some furniture or something, uh, getting ready for the baby, huh? Yeah, yeah. Today, and, uh, <laughs> today, uh, we had uh, the gold. <laughs> how long is she? Uh, we are 31 weeks. So, you know, just over two months, two months. The baby due date is January 18th. I know I said it before, but. Yeah, dude. I mean, I mean babies are typically early. It's early, yeah. I mean, I think it might be a Christmas baby. Oh, no. I, 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 I'll about that soon. Well, it's, two, two, it's two weeks early, right? Because she's would, what? Uh, January 15th, you said? 18. 18. Oh, okay. So, like maybe a New Year's baby. Your baby might have my birthday. Yeah. Oh, I hope not. No offense, man. I don't want my baby. <laughs> <laughs> but, I don't need to celebrate two birthdays. No, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm three, just saying the th- three things in one day for a holiday. This is... I'm just saying that I think that babies typically come early, dude. Like Jacob was early, Marcus is early, and they're all early by about two weeks. Well, Marcus well, by one week. My but, mother, uh, all her kids were born on time. There was nobody really early or late. They're like on time. Right. So I'm thinking genetics. My wife Tara. Probably about the same. So I'm thinking mid-January. I think a little bit before. Maybe not exactly the 18th. Maybe like the 15th or the 14th. Yeah. Or the 17th so she can share the birthday with Dwayne Wade. Nice. There yeah, you go. Sweet. Yes. Now that yeah. would be a holiday definitely worth celebrating. Oh, yeah. For- Amen. Actually, speaking of Dwayne Wade, Miami Heat, Chris is our resident Heat insider. <laughs> <laughs> if, you want, if you want to call me that. I, I just did. I haven't said but, uh, Go ahead. I've I've seen highlights. I haven't caught a full game yet, but they're pretty good. They're number two in the East, and it's super early. It's like eleven this, games in. This team, honestly, like, and I don't know if I can attribute it more to. I mean, I appreciate sure I, I can attribute it more to, to 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 the coaching, to the coaching staff, um, and just like the culture they have there, or maybe them bringing in Jimmy Butler has done something to kind of you know amp them up a bit to really kind of you know do the most this season. But you know, when you have almost a brand new team like this, you know, it's, it's just crazy to see the chemistry immediately just click enough to the point where it's just like immediate domination for the most part, you know, offensively and defensively, you know, I think, I think getting rid of some of the guys, you know, for the past couple of seasons, honestly, has probably done the team a little wonders, kind of lets them breathe a little bit and kind of, by know, kind of, kind of like, kind of like reconfigure themselves. So, you know, I can, I can really speak from, from experience from the from the two from the two years I worked there. You know, I worked the 15-16 and the 16-17 season. You know, when I was a production assistant for the Miami Heat, and you know, just kind of getting an up close look at kind of like how like the culture is there. Like even inside the broadcasting office, like they really take it seriously. So when you put that in, into a factor, and especially with how Eric Spolster is and Pat Riley is, and how and how much that they like to carry their business as such, you know, with these younger guys, you know, you got Tyler Hero in now, um, Tyler Hero in, you have Kendrick Nunn, um, you know, both guys who have already kind of made their own stamps in the Miami Heat, you know, franchise just in their first season alone with us, so, you know, that that speaks volumes. And then you have um, then you have DJ coming up, um, and then, you know, obviously Bam Adebayo now gets his stuff. Yes, Miami Heat shot glass. Yes. 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 For the Godfather. For the Godfather. <laughs> and... You know now, and like now that like Bam Adebayo can really shine in his spot, you know this really kind of gives everybody an opportunity to do what they gotta do. And bringing in you know that veteran side and Butler now, you know I feel like he's the kind of guy that can really kind of propel this team 
to keep moving forward in progression and into evolution. So I really kind of like already what we're seeing so far. So obviously I'm not going to hold my breath. We're still within the first month of the NBA. You know, we, you know, we still got 70 plus games to go through, bud. So we got, so we got quite a while to go, but from what we're seeing so far, honestly, you know, like the heat fan in me is ecstatic and just like the NBA fan in me is like, it's just shocked at how it really is the whole entire, the whole entire league is really going about like, it's just insane the way that everything's changed this last season. I agree with you, man. Like, I completely like the way, like, I think I agree with addition by subtraction, getting rid of uh, kind of the mopey white side. He was um, the new Snuffleupagus of the league. And he was just, like, bring, you can tell, like, they're having fun in the locker room. They're positive energy. They're all playing both sides of the ball, defense, offense, no uh, Butler had a record high assist the other game where he got like 13. He was there dropping 30 a game. Even the Dragon coming off the bench, uh, Dra- uh, Goran Dragic, like he's playing really well from the bench. And I know we got a couple of guys hurt. Winslow's hurt, uh, but none. I want to talk about none. Uh, he's like an undrafted rookie who's in the top rookies right now and in, in the talks for rookie of the year if he were to maintain his pace. Now that's incredible. An undrafted rookie of the year. I think like scouting and that culture in the team, that that is it's like you said all about coaching, but bringing up pure talent, like some things you can't train, some things are just inherent. I just can't wait to already see his 2K stats for next uh, for next year. <laughs> all about that 2K. Exactly. So I mean, you know that, you know again, you know, I think all that can be, you know, attributed back to the coaching staff. I mean, just Spolster knows how to work in the talent that he has you know he's done it for shoot over 10 years now he's been the head coach for Miami Heat since when 2007 2008 I want to say so about 10 years and you know just the way that he can shape and mold these guys into what they envision it's just it's just astounding and then plus you know you have you know one person that I, that I feel like nobody really talks about that much really and they have mentioned him a few times but like you know just again like, like Derek Jones Jr. is somebody that's just a living highlight reel you know like that guy is just constantly going up for the boards and constantly trying to create posters. You know, he's he's the guy that, you know, especially for people like me who, who are in media, like, we can eat up for, like, anything, honestly. Just, like, you know, he like he gives such good highlights and everything, and plus, like, his, his reactions after dunks are just fantastic. His giant springs for legs. He doesn't even have feet. They're just coiled-up springs that they surgically attach to him. Not even. Like, what are those old toys where, like, after you bop them on the head, like, all their limbs kind of, like, spring out a little bit? Like, every time Derek Jones goes up for a dunk, like, not only do his legs jump off like a spring and everything, but, dude, like, his arms just, like, like reach up to the rafters. I'm like, this is insane, like, the, the amount of up this guy has. Massive reach. Like, I can feel like he can do, like, a Vince Carter and just, like, put his whole entire forearm through a, through a rim, like, as if it's, like, practice. <laughs> Honey dip every time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Get off the rim! There's traffic. <laughs> Get off the rim! I can't. <laughs> I'm stuck in the honey, coach. <laughs> exactly. But, I mean, yeah, dude, just going back to what you said, just, you know, the the, the the whole franchise and just having someone like like Kendrick Nunn out here, you know, already, you know, making making headlines and, you know, kind of already put himself early on in contention for, for Rookie of the Year is just, it's just, it's astounding. And, you know, I'm, well, I love it so much. Looking at the team, like, I... I mean, I was I was very up on the team before the season started, and like actually seeing their play, even with a couple of guys hurt, I think they're doing great. I'm predicting their top four in the East. 
at the minimum. At yeah. the minimum. And, and you also have to put into consideration as well that for, I think it was like the first three games, the first three games, uh, Butler didn't play because of the birth of his daughter. But without him, the team was still just incredible to watch. So that says a lot about a good team that even when their star player or their new supposed star player is, you know, off for a couple of games or something like that, then then just, you know, yeah, Batman, yeah. <laughs> when when your star player is out like that and you can still contend like that, you know, that just it just goes to show how good it, how good that team actually really is. And that's one thing that I love a lot to, to actually really see, that, like, you don't need your star player to do amazing. You do a lot better with him, but without him, you know, you can just do just as good, if not, you know, almost as good. You can still get a W. Even with his top. Exactly. So get a W. You can still be in the winner's circle with Jax. <laughs> Shout out to Jax. Melo got picked. <laughs> right. He did. I'm sorry. No, but you have to understand, like, just seeing that random headline, uh, like, it just kind of took, took me back because it was like, yeah, as of 15 minutes ago, Carmelo Anthony has been signed by the Portland Trailblazers. Dude, I've played over a year, man. Excuse me? Yeah. <laughs> He's playing pickup games. What do you mean? I mean, for an NBA team, man, poor guy. I mean, he was – it's amazing to see how far he fell. He was always like – I mean, he was always a good scorer, I guess, but it seemed like every team he went to just couldn't get over the hump. He's a playoff play, bro. Yeah. He was a fantastic player, but you're right. Like, the teams he was on, they just – they couldn't – when he was – when he got – he was on the Nuggets, even with Billups, he couldn't get past the the conference final. Mm. Yeah. Manned that trade, didn't go nowhere in the Knicks, didn't yeah. go nowhere in Oklahoma, nowhere. Did they barely even? They didn't even play really. And they and they put him. They for the most part. I mean, he was around pretty good players. In Denver, it was him and Iverson. I mean, like you think about that now, and you're like, holy shit! It was Melo and Iverson, and they didn't win. Like you think about that, and you're like, oh damn. And then he goes to New York, and they're like, okay, we're gonna put Stoudemire with him, and it's like, okay, Melo and Stoudemire, that could be nasty. And it wasn't. I don't think they made the playoffs. <laughs> Which, by the way, having met the guy or, or having interviewed the guy a couple uh, like a couple months ago now, Braden Amari Stoudemire is a mood. Just saying right now. <laughs> he's a newest member of uh, Team Hobo. Team Hobo, yeah. No, man, now he's Team Woke, man. So he's Team Woke nowadays, man. He was awesome. I like to talk to him. He was really cool. I, I and I've met Shaq, and he and this guy Amari Stoudemire made me feel like a dwarf. Hey, he's tall and lanky. Shaq just like a giant. Yeah. But uh, well, with Melo, I feel like this might be his last year because I think he's going to do like a Wade-esque exit. Like I got to be on a team just to get that ride, you know, like yeah. after this year, finish he's the season. Yeah, leave on his own terms, not just, like, not just give up because not, not just, no not just to be, Yeah, exactly. Not not hired. That yeah. sucks. <laughs> you know, he's, he's retiring, not being fired. There's a difference. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna retire at the end. We're like, oh, we did really well with you. We're like, ah, I'm, bye guys, I'm retiring. Yeah, it's like, oh, you are. Oh no. Okay. Oh, no. All right. Well, happy trails. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, man. Well, end of an era once he goes, dude. That's it. I mean, LeBron will be the only one that's <laughs> left from uh, that 2003 draft class, like of significance. Of yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. Him and his cryo chamber, but he'll be in for another five years. I think he's gonna keep playing until his leg break. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. Yeah, uh, I feel like he's he's just become more of a pure distributor at this point. He's trying to bring up the young talent. Um, you know, that's it. He's 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 like old head LeBron now. 
just you know kind of passing down the wisdom yeah things like that he's i i don't i don't see la making it deep in the playoffs but then again i don't know who's going to be in the playoffs anymore golden state is basically like a high school team at this point all of their players are injured yeah every every player is injured and d'angelo russell just got injured uh, that's what he was telling me on the way home right now yep um everyone's been just you know just injured like crazy Benny. look at the cat if you can't see, guys, since this is an audio medium, um, Matt is holding his very lovely cat, Benjamin. Which is actually being nice now because now he actually lets me pet him. He's not running away as much anymore from people. <laughs> but uh, kind of uh, kind of bouncing off of what you guys are talking about, especially since he said old heads. Um, don't know if you guys saw, but I uh, guess who finally accepted his, uh, his Hall of Fame ring after 44 years? Who's that? Bill Russell. That's true. I did. I caught a glimpse I of that. I accepted it just yesterday. Oh. If I read, if I remember the story correctly, he didn't want to be the first African American player uh, admitted into the Hall of Fame. He wanted to wait because he believed others before him were more deserving. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, forty-five years after, he finally accepts his uh, Hall of Fame ring. That is to quote, I didn't know that. to quote his uh, to quote his uh, his tweet at Bill at Real Bill Russell in a private ceremony with my wife. And close friends, Alonzo Mourning, Ann Myers, Bill Walton, and others, I accepted my Hall of Fame ring. In 75, I refused being the black, uh, the first black player to go into the uh, hoop hall. I felt others before me should have, should, have, uh, should have had that honor. So good to see progress. So, you know, I think, like you said, you know, finally just kind of, you know, on his own terms, he's like, all right, cool, I can take this ring now kind of thing. He wanted to kind of make sure that those who came before him, you know, set their spot in history before he, before he really could because he felt like they deserved more credit. And I think that's extremely noble. So that's, that's, that's kudos to him for, for being the wise man and uh, doing that. Bill Russell's always been outspoken about many things, not even just, especially about racial tension, mm -hmm. racial tension. Yeah, I mean, he played, he played during those times. Yeah. So, you know, he, he's got, you know, he has a lot to fight for in that case. So it's cool to see that. I mean, you know, he knows he he knows in his heart he was the greatest, but it's cool that he's kind of <laughs> no really, but it's cool that he's like giving up that that honor for people that he felt were more deserving of it. So that's kind of that's a it's a classy move right there by him. Mm -hmm. Very yeah. classy. And Very classy. Plus it yeah. plus it, plus it's difficult to make it to a Hall of Fame ceremony when you're dragging eleven rings behind you. Yeah, you know, it's kind of heavy. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of a lot of a lot of gold. There's a lot of gold, a lot of diamonds, man. What am I gonna do with all this? <laughs> So. Speaking of some, all right, let's let's skip ahead. Uh, we're gonna hit up. I see you having a tasty uh, beverage there, Matt. I want you. We're gonna do right now. Crack it open. Another round. Shh. Sound effect insert. <laughs> yes. Uh, describe what you talk. What you drinking there, buddy? So, I don't remember if we had recorded an episode back when this one was out last year. This is a seasonal beer by uh, Catawba Brewing. Uh, it's a local one for North Carolina. And it's called the uh, White Zombie White Ale. Um, to quote their description, it is fresh, zesty, and citrus. Zesty. Um, aside from Boone Creek Blonde by Appalachian Mountain Brewery, this is by far my favorite beer um, in North Carolina. Um, it's super smooth. It's got a nice taste to it, and we the cans are pretty cool because it has a they're purple and it has a zombie on it. And my stepson Jacob and I saved the cans. Take them outside and shoot them with BB guns. So, you know, it's kind of dual purpose here. We got to recycle a little bit. Yeah. And the thing is, a lot of times the BB doesn't go all the way through the can, and you can actually recollect the BBs. <laughs> a good quality can there. Indeed. So, yes, this is a white zombie white ale. If you are in the North Carolina area, 
Um, they got him everywhere. Trader Joe's always stocks him. Um, you know, pretty pretty uh, affordable too. I usually do like a six pack a week, not too much, but you know, they're nice to work with. So yeah, man. What about you? I see you sipping on something over there. Is that just something standard, or we got something special going on? Uh, well, the specialness of what I'm drinking today is uh, coming out of my Miami Heat uh, 2012 Finals shot glass. Oh so yeah. Taking a little smooth sip of Tito's handmade vodka, uh, America's original craft vodka, according to the label. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the big spell name is vodka for dog people, and. As always, with me, usually on the side, it is an audio medium. Uh, you can't see her, but BB Butterball, my dog, is occupied 75% of the chair I'm sitting in, while I am occupying only 25% of it. And and given the fact that she's like 150 pounds of laziness, uh, the fact that you have 75% is pretty interesting. Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> yes, and it's not. A, she's not that big of a dog. She's 80 pounds. She just oh, laziness. Oh, she <laughs> oh, oh, dropped seventy. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, she dropped seventy. She's been working out. She get them stairs. She hitting them stairs. Orange, orange, uh, whatever. Orange theory. I mean, oh, uh, that, that's that's true. I didn't think about that. She has to go up the stairs every time, huh? Yeah, we no longer no, live in the no elevator, right? No. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, we don't have one either. We're thinking about that. I realized I am absolutely done living on anything but the first floor. Even 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 the house we buy next year, I think it might just be a one story, just because I don't want to take furniture upstairs. Yep, it's a terrible experience, and I feel bad for you. That you have to do it in a few weeks to uh, prep the baby's room. That's true. As soon as we figure out, what, I'll be able to help you. <laughs> It'll just be uh, just be me, and uh, Tara Tara will help and guide me up the stairs. Oh yeah, she's gonna point and say, "Don't damage my furniture." It was, it's gonna be kind of like when we moved into the Sunset Place apartments. <laughs> Remember, remember six in the morning, pulling it off the side of the road, like, you know, people drunk walking past us, six a.m. in the morning, and uh, what the hell are these kids doing? Lugging sofas and everything into the, uh, into the elevator. That was fun, man. This is a small elevator that didn't fit much of our stuff. Yeah. Oh, it fit. It fit like three people at most. The elevator, the elevator was the worst, man. It was so claustrophobic. I remember going to visit you guys. That place. Was, Pretty awesome though. It was awesome, but that was like the best the, time. The elevator sucked. Yeah. That was the best time, man. Yeah, we lived right above one of the, our favorite restaurants, Damn we right. right next to the gym. Everything was in walking distance. You were in the middle of South Miami, which had a great location for movies and, you know, dining. And we worked in the gym in the building, which was fancy. Yeah. Which, which was awesome. Yeah, speaking of food, all right. We're going to – oh, almost knocked oh, over. Oh, I got a food thing too, but go. I want to talk about our, our, our topic coming up, Flanagan's. If you're in South Florida, anywhere from West Palm Beach and down, you need to stop there. Flanagan's Sports Bar and Grill has the most phenomenal, award-winning ribs you will ever eat in the United States. I mean, it's also just known as God's house, but, you know, that's just, a, you know, my bias speaking. Flan yeah, remember, again, Flanagan's, all right? That's spelled Flanagan's, okay? So when you go to South Florida and you between West Palm Beach, that's spelled plan again. That's exactly how you spell it. Yes. Just know that it has F in it somewhere. Yeah, definitely. There's oh. an apostrophe there too. Don't let people fool you. And they usually have pretty decent drink specials too. They do. They have the, that Bacardi they always had or that Oakhurst, wherever the hell it was. Some type of, it was like $1.50 or something. Buy one get one after 9 o'clock. Yeah, that's right. 9 o'clock close every night. 9 o'clock close every night, but... Mondays, Mexican Monday, you order a picture of whatever, you get yourself a nice big big ass stack of nachos, 
Terrific is wonderful. Same deal kind of thing goes for for Wednesdays, Wing and Wednesday. Get yourself a nice little, I think it's like 10 wings for every pitcher you order. And then Tuesday, I think it's like Tumbleweed Tuesday or something like that. They give you the Tumbleweeds or the Tumbleweed onions, you know. So there's deals and deals and deals here and there. But just, I mean, I don't know if we can say enough about that place. Honestly, I... I think I've also made my decision for my final uh, for my final class project for grad schools as I graduate next semester in May. I have to do like a capstone um, to like a final project. I think I have to create a campaign. And in my mind, honestly, I'm pretty already sold on like trying to reach out to like the Flanagan's family or like the corporation, if you want to call it, because it's family owned and just kind of be like, you know, hey, I want to help you guys do another campaign. I want to help bring you guys bring some more customers. I'm a lifelong fan. Where do we go? That sounds like an amazing project. I'm so on board with that. And I can't wait to see your end project when you actually have the, the topic completed. That's yeah. awesome. I, I love Flanagan's. We grew up there, basically. Uh, if I could have built a house on top of it and had a fire pole sliding down into the kitchen, that would have been my dream home. We could have done it. We could have. We could have bought it. I can still do it. I could be the first person to bring uh, Flanagan's to, to New England. You can't. Honestly, you're not a family member. Honestly. The only way to do it if you're a family member. And it has to be in Florida too. It has to be, well, no, it has to be. I don't know if it has to be in Florida. Uh, that's what that's what I thought that we were heard about that. No, no, I, I mean, I'm not sure about that part. Anyway. I know for a fact you can't open up a, a location unless you have, uh, unless you have like family ties or something like that. So either marry to the family or be born to the family, whichever one of the two. Sweet. Well, yeah, all right. So, uh, Chris, it's all on you now. You're gonna have to marry into the family. For us to be able to own a, Fl a Flanagan's franchise. That's true. Right? It's, it's, so. it's, it's too late for us. It's <laughs> <laughs> too late for us. It's silly for you guys. I'm already in a committed relationship. You know, Bob probably tell her, you know, hey, baby, listen, this is going to be just a short period thing. Trying to make us some money. I promise we'll be back soon. So, <laughs> so this, I think this is about to wrap it up. I know uh, we've got some evening plans going on tonight. This was a special uh, edition since my brother is here in town. However, as a teaser cliffhanger for the next one, I've got three pounds of deer meat here at home. That I'll be turning into burgers and uh, um, uh, omelets. Spoiler alert, right. we had some last night. What? You can cut that part out. It's okay. It's post it it matches gave Chris the meanest look. <laughs> Death stare. All right, <laughs> I can't wait to talk about that. You're going to have to put us we'll on how they're prepared. We're going to talk about how they're prepared and how they came out in the next episode. Hope to see everybody there. Thank you for tuning in. Brian, good seeing you, buddy. Matt, love you, bro. Chris, little bro, love you too. Love you Great too, man. Thanks for having me on. This is awesome. Looking forward to making more appearances. All right, peace. All right.